No matter what you're a fan of, Texas has the trip for you. There's the trip to Texas and the trip. Or maybe you're the kind of fan who'd prefer a trip to Texas or a trip. Either way, go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Hi, it's Rachel Hollis, and this is the Start Today podcast. The Start Today community are people from every walk of life all around the world. But we all have one important thing in common. We're all trying to become a better version of ourselves. This is a community of dreamers and doers. This is a cohort of learners and leaders. This is a space where we celebrate trying again, learning from failure, and rooting each other on. We believe that when you start each day with gratitude and intention, you can produce incredible results. Start today this way. Hi guys, it's Rachel. Welcome to another episode of the Start Today podcast. Today we're talking about reflection. No, not the Christina Aguilera song from Mulan. Today we're talking about reflecting on the last year or the last month, or more specifically, a practice that you can incorporate into your life that allows you to take stock of where you are right now and figure out where you want to go. Now, I dive into stuff like this often on RHP, but for y'all, I thought it might be helpful to look at something that's a little bit more ground floor level as opposed to 50,000 feet. So that's what we're going to dig into today, and I'm glad that you're here hanging out. This is my reminder, if you haven't yet heard this, that starting on January 1st, the Start Today podcast will actually happen inside of the Rachel Hollis podcast. Our last 90 days experiment was super popular and you guys have shown up in such a big way. So thank you for that. So we're going to keep going with our start today work. We're just going to do it inside of Rachel Hollis podcast. So quite frankly, it's a bit easier for Jack and I to manage. But that being said, let's get into this idea and specifically four questions you can ask yourself every single month to see where you are and to figure out where you're going. And very unsurprisingly, this episode idea came to me because (laughs) I literally did this this morning. I sat down with my Start Today journal, which yes, is the new Start Today journal, guys. I officially have in my hands, not not a mock-up, not a fake, I'm like holding the actual Start Today journal, which will go on sale very soon. So get excited. But as always, you don't need this journal. You can write this down in any piece of paper you've got, any notebook you currently have. You could also do it in computer on your phone, but I do think there's something really important that happens to us when we actually write. Like I think it forces us to move a little slower and connects us to what we're processing a little bit better. I don't have the science to back that up. That's just gut instinct, guys. But I was doing this practice this morning. I was writing down some reflection and some questions, and I thought, oh, that is a perfect episode for the Start Today crew. Speaking of Start Today crew, sorry, let me just take a quick sidestep. 
we have a new community director coming in. Expect some really exciting and fun stuff happening on both the website and the social media feeds in the new year. I'm so excited. I've been looking for this person for basically a year and I know it's going to be great. So I know that the Instagram is really sad because I never have time to post on it, but don't worry, it's coming and it's going to be awesome and you're going to love it. All of that to say, if we had an Instagram, I might have posted these questions today because they're really helpful for me. Now, how I did this, guys, is I just opened to a blank page and (laughs) the top says personal reflection because I'm cool. And then I date it always because for me, I love to go back and review my old notebooks and my old journals and kind of see where I was based on what was happening in my life at that time. At the top of the page, I made a list of the four questions. And then over the course of a few pages, I explored my own answers to those questions. So you can write these down or maybe just listen to me talk through them and then come back later and do them yourself, but I really, really, really find this helpful, and I think you guys will dig it. So the first thing that I would like to establish is parameters for what this is reviewing. I use this to look at the last four weeks, the last month. Certainly, you could have looked at the last quarter or the last year, but like I said, this is a bit more granular and more ground level to like figure out what you need to be doing to just make better choices in your life right now. The very first question I ask about the last four weeks is, where do I wish I had done better? Or think of it this way. If you waved a magic wand and you know four weeks ago all the things you know today, what could have been improved upon? What are the things that you're experiencing right now that are the result of choices you've made over the last four weeks that maybe weren't the wisest choices. So that's the first place to start. And I'll tell you that for me, over the last four weeks, I really have felt, and I take this on myself, this is totally my own doing, and I have to really work on it. It's one of those things that maybe I'll work on for the rest of my life is I probably, no, it's not probably, I'm going to own it. I have pushed myself too hard with work. I have a bunch of really big projects going on right now, which I haven't announced to you guys, but they'll come and they're awesome. But they just require a ton of extra time and effort for me, coupled with doing the podcast, coupled with the team, coupled with the most important job, which is raising four babies and doing that well. And I definitely have felt like I've pushed it a little too hard over the last month. And I I know that I've done that because I felt a couple times like, uh-oh, I'm feeling a little burnout. And maybe we all have our own version of burnout. I actually think if you've never done any research to see how burnout affects different people and different personality types, it's worth exploring. Because some people experience burnout as a kind of depression. They have apathy. They just really don't want to do anything. They don't want to go anywhere because it's like everything's so overwhelming. They don't want to touch anything. And I experience burnout fairly often as like, honestly, it feels like rage. I end up feeling 
really frustrated and really exhausted and tired, but also this sensation that I kind of can't, yeah, I know you're tired, but you just have to push or like you have to keep going or, and it's so crazy because it's really not until I reflect that I can even hold space for those feelings. And that's why a process like this is so important. So that's definitely one of the last month that I wrote on this morning was like, oh, we got to be careful, really conscious of it. And to be fair, it shows up for me a lot at the end of the year. As a business owner, there's a lot of stuff that you have to get in place before the end of the year. Also, I'm taking the kids away for the holiday. I'm in Europe for almost three weeks. So I'm really trying to get everything done so I can be super present with them. And that's well and good and important. I have to be really conscious of just not pushing myself to that place of burnout. So that's something I know I could have done better. And when you reflect in that way, you don't just want to list things like, oh, here's all the ways that I suck. You really want to come up with action items. So what are things you could have done? Once you recognize that, what are things you could have done to better have helped yourself navigate, to better have coped with what you were feeling? Where did you keep silent when you should have spoken up? And how might you have done that? Like, again, think of it this way. If you could go back and, you know, time travel's a thing, how would you have set yourself up better? Because the reality is that, of course, you're going to keep experiencing the same stuff until you fix it. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. What makes the Carnival Cruise fun? That's up to you. Maybe it's a ride on boat, a roller coaster at sea, or a deep tissue massage at the spa, Creole-inspired cuisine at Emerald's Bistro to laid-back bites at Guy's Burger Joint, excursions that take you from jungle adventures to beach days at Mahogany Bay, and sunsets from the top deck. Long story short, no one does fun like Carnival. Carnival, choose fun. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. I had the most amazing session today with a energy healer, medium, astrologer. I mean, what what doesn't she do? And every six months, I treat myself to a session with her. It is just the best. Oh, it's like six years of therapy in an hour. It's so awesome. And I'm so grateful for the time. And we were talking about something today and I was sort of like complaining about a situation and she said, oh, Rachel, don't forget, it's not your people that are the problem. It's your process. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know if that's her quote. I don't know if that's someone else's quote, but that messed me up today and also just hit me upside the head. I was like, it is not your people. It is your process. She's like, you will keep encountering the same people 
over and over and over if you don't heal the process that brings that energy into your life in the first place. Can I get a witness? Woo! So chances are whatever you did in the last four weeks, if you don't want that to continue to happen, then you've got to figure out how you would have solved it using a time machine and then apply that to your life going forward. The second question that you can use for some really great reflection and that I would love for you to journal on is what am I proud of? Over the last four weeks, what did you do that you were proud of? Did you accomplish something? Did you make great choices? Yes, we know maybe you didn't live up to your goals and expectations in every way, but certainly you made choices that you're proud of. What were the times that you did a really good job? What were the times that you kept your word to yourself or you held your boundaries in place where you moved with integrity? If you've ever come to a RISE conference, we do this exercise where you write a letter to yourself from your tenacity, from the part of you that never gave up, from the part of you that pushed to make things happen, that took care of your mama when she was sick, that raised those babies, that pushed the baby out of your body, that got you through med school, that did all of the things. We write a letter to ourselves from that part of ourselves and we give ourselves credit. Because one of the big problems with women especially is that all we do is focus on the ways that we didn't measure up, how we could have done better, how we should have, could have, would have, should have. Stop shooting all over yourself. This chance to reflect is an opportunity to just acknowledge where you did move in the right direction. It's interesting because one of the things I wish I had done better was not pushing quite so hard, but then One of the things I was proud of was that I took my kids to Hawaii for Thanksgiving, which is our favorite place in the world. And we just got this time to be together and play and eat and cook and bake and go in the water and lay on the beach. We had such an awesome time. We had so much fun. And I was really proud of that because, you know, if you want to travel with kids, I mean, if you want to travel by yourself, it's intense. But with kids, it's a lot. So not only was I proud of navigating that and feeling like I showed up as a good version of myself in that time period, but I also, you know, we got to give ourselves credit for being the one who works really hard to make the money, to be able to take them to this experience that we wouldn't have otherwise. Let's acknowledge all of that. I also was proud of this work that I've done over the last four weeks. I'm proud of the podcast that producer Jack and I have put out and the words that I have written. I've written a lot of words lately. So I was proud of that. And not only was I proud of doing it, which is as an Enneagram three, something that is kind of an old diehard habit of mine is to achieve, achieve, achieve. But I'm proud of doing work, not just to accomplish the creation of that thing, but I'm proud of doing work that feels true to who I am, that feels like I'm moving with integrity and I'm speaking the way that I want to speak and moving with truth as opposed to a very easy thing to fall into 
of creating content or putting things out in the world that you think will be most liked. I am super guilty of that. I think we've all fallen into it at some point that you're like, oh, this is what they like. So I'll make that thing. And I was proud of really being conscious of, I've tried to be conscious of that over the last couple of years, but certainly over the last month. I also wrote down that I was proud of myself for standing up for myself in certain situations. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with actually just, uh, this sounds so cheesy, but like really owning my power and not being rude and not worrying that I'm like a bad guy or I'm coming across as a bitch, but we experienced something on the business side where I felt like the company we were partnering with was just really being very unprofessional and had done something wrong, but wouldn't own up to it. This is like a massive pet peeve of mine because I'm like, man, I screw up all the time, but I will own it. I will apologize. I will learn. I will do better. So for me as a person, I have a huge bone of contention with people who don't acknowledge how they have done wrong, especially when you're like, here are the receipts. I have the receipts. And they're just like, that's not. So I was in a situation like that with a company and I was like, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do to fix this? And I asked for a call and I ended up getting on this call and I'm on a call with like their whole team. There's like a ton of people. A lot of them are dudes, you know, we got the executive team on there and they're all looking at me on this Zoom call. And I was so conscious of how calm I was. This would have been every kind of trigger for me in the past. Like, ooh, it's an older male in a position of authority who's telling me that I'm wrong and they're right. I mean, y'all, everything about this situation. The only thing that could have made it more triggering was if that person was dressed like a man of the cloth. I mean, that's based, let's just add religion in. That's the only thing that would have triggered me more. <laughs> but I just sat on this call and I was so calm and I knew I was right. And I just kept, here are, here are the facts and here are the emails and here's what you agreed to and here's what you actually did. And I felt like such a badass and I wasn't bitchy, but I stood up for myself And there are so many times in the past where I would have just kind of rolled over, like I would have taken the financial hit of their mistake rather than have that confrontation. And in this moment, I was just like, no, because if the situation was reversed, I would absolutely admit to this and pay for it. Like financially, I would pay for this mistake. I felt so proud of myself because I was just like, you know. This is what I expect. And th- and I would I got off that call and I was like, holy crap, I have come so far. I didn't even care what the result of that call was because the win for me was just realizing how far I've come as a as a grown-up, feeling like a grown woman. So I was really proud of myself for that. Okay, third question. What am I worried about? What are you worried about? What's what's coming up that might scare you? What do you look at the next four weeks? Let's do that. Let's look at the next four weeks and be honest about what's making you feel nervous or scared or unsure or uncertain. And let's get it out. Because honestly, 
processing what you're feeling goes a really long way to taking away its power. Oftentimes when I write things down that are scaring me, just seeing them on paper sort of pulls the monster out from under the bed. So this is a really good one for me. It also allows me to maybe see pieces of anxiety that I didn't even know were there. What are things that are worrying me that I don't even know are there? And once I figure out that they're there and I'm worried about them, well, then I can come up with solutions to get through them. So I didn't realize until I was doing this work this morning that I'm feeling anxiety, and you're going to get this, about taking four kids to another continent over the holidays, which is the busiest travel season of the year. Whoa, that feels crazy. And what I get nervous about are things like, and it's fine. I'm I'm a seasoned traveler. Worse, you know, the flight gets canceled. You miss your flight. This, fine, we're chill. We'll have some champers in the airplane lounge. I mean, I will have that. They will have orange juice. But we'll do something. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. But I did realize today, like, oh, that, that, there's some anxiety for me around this travel because I think as mamas, we put so much pressure on ourselves to make the holidays this magical time for them. And this is the first time that the holidays are on the road, right? And I did that very intentionally because y'all know the year that we have lived through and I didn't want, and they didn't want to do a quote unquote regular holiday in the first year without their dad. It just felt like it would be more glaring to them that things were off. And so this was a choice that we made and we're all really excited about. But it just involves a lot of logistics. Hey, Start Today. This is Jackson. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all showing up in the community. I love seeing photos and videos of you taking on every day and striving for more. It's really incredible to be able to witness your journeys and be able to cheer you on. If you have photos or videos of you or a friend getting out there and striving for greatness, please share them with me. You can use the hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the Start Today Instagram account directly. The photos that you share don't have to have anything to do with the journal, just anything that you're working to achieve, we'd love to see. Your stories are inspiring, and I'd love to share them with the rest of the community. That's hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the account directly. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Now, lucky for me and these children, and thank you, God and baby Jesus and all the angels and the saints and everybody that I am in love with <laughs> someone who has been a tour manager for 20 years, because this man and his logistics, you wouldn't even believe. I would not be taking, I would not even attempt to try and do this trip 
without this man and his ability to plan four million things to make this happen. But I do still feel a certain level. You guys, I swear on my life, I'm I'm saying this, and just now my computer is a pop-up for a car service in London, which means this man just booked. He just booked. He, we're, we're set. He said, I got your confirmation for, for getting everybody from the airport. Bless him. Bless us all. All of that to say, my anxiety about it needing to be a certain kind of way will absolutely disrupt my ability to enjoy it, which will energetically affect my kids' ability to enjoy it. And that's what's most important. What's most important is that we as a family have an awesome time, that we enjoy each other, that we have fun, that we get to explore and have adventure and do something a little different. And I don't want that covered up by a fear about missing a train, you know? So that was just a good exercise for me today to recognize that that's there and to figure out in advance, you're like, well, how can you, you know, circumnavigate around that? You can only plan so much, right? You and I coming into this holiday season, we can only plan so much. But by becoming aware of what is giving you worry, you can just have the calmer, more rational part of your mind jump in and be like, yeah, but you know what? That's not what we're here for. We know what our intention is. We know what our values are. We know what our goals are for this trip. And so what actually is a better objective is not how do I keep something uncomfortable from happening to us in this travel? The better attitude is how do I plan to react when, not if, when something uncomfortable happens to us in this trip? Because who I am in that moment is hugely impactful to my children and how they grow up and how they move through the world. Last question is, four weeks from today, when I reflect on my month again, what am I excited to write down under things I'm proud of? kind of a long question, but hopefully you get the idea, right? When we fast forward a month in the future, what's one thing that you hope that you write down under question number two? What are you proud of? And be careful. I, I love I love you goal getters. I love your hearts. I, I, I am you. I get it. We want to be like, well, a month from now, I hope that I write that I made $7 billion dollars in the last month, <laughs> whatever the goals are, whatever is at the bottom of your start today journal, right? That's, that's, that would be awesome if a month from today you had become a dream catcher. But I think what is actually more helpful to us is if we write something down that's more aligned with the person we want to be, not the things we want to achieve. So that is what I would challenge you for your last question and your last little bit of reflection is a month from today, what do you wish you got to write down under things you're proud of? It's a really simple practice, writing in a journal, 
But I can't tell you how many times in my life this practice has really helped me to get to the next level or to shift energy. It's like once I kind of understand what I'm doing or why I'm doing something, it allows me to shift the energy and move in a new direction unencumbered. And I hope that the practice is helpful for you in the same way. So thought I would share that with you guys today. If you dug this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with a friend. I really, really dig that. And I will be back soon with more conversation, more ideas, more basically everything I can think of to continue to encourage you guys to believe that your life can be better and that the only way it will be better is if you make it so. I love you. I'm rooting for you. And I'll be back soon. The Start Today podcast is hosted and produced by Rachel Hollis. Executive produced by Jack Noble. Audio editing by Andrew Weller. It is part of the 3% Chance Network.